Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome once again to Disney Compendium. This is volume 18. This is uh, a, a big one for me in particular. Uh, we are talking about the December 25th Christmas Day opening, 1963. Uh, the Sword in the Stone. I am your host as usual, JJ, and over there on the other end of the tin can and string, my good buddy Nick. Nick, how are you? Whoa, what? Fall down. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> uh, but, uh, Nick. Yes. This is the first time I have seen this movie. It feels like, period. I know it's not. I, 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 I with 100% certainty, know it's not. But I haven't seen this in probably over 20 years. And this is, it was almost all new to me. I forgot virtually this entire movie. <laughs> Wait, and the contrast there is I watched it uh, two weeks ago of my own free will. So, <laughs> so we know your, your opinion out the gate already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, based off of the uh, 1938 novel mm -hmm. by T.H. White that ended up turning into like a book series, an actual major series of the Once and Future King. Um, they pretty much scooped this up early. <laughs> like the, the, the rights to this movie were scooped up early. And it's, and it's it's also just, you know, based off Arthurian legend as well. Yeah, yeah. it was basically the book itself was like, hey, like, what if I told the prequel to... Yeah. <laughs> and let, so, let, let's yeah. cut out the incest part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we just, we're gonna, we're gonna show you how King Arthur became King Arthur. Yeah. So, um... Uh, this movie out the gate starts with a song. Like it does. <laughs> it starts off with their typical Disney opening credits of like book style, showing you everyone that was worked on the movie to set to a sort of chorus based intro. Sword in the stone. Yeah. But then it just immediately after that's the credits are over, it just cuts into another song, an actual like song, like yeah. ex exposition the song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where uh, they're telling the story of uh, uh, the King of England, uh, King Pendragon's death. Arthur. Um, yeah, it's Arthur Pendragon. Yeah, yep. And uh, and so it's just, just explaining what the Sword in the Stone is. And it's an important thing because the Sword in the Stone um, angle of this doesn't reappear until the very, very end of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you get the exposition of like, and so you know this is what happens, and then the swords, and this, he who pulls it will be the once and future, king, you know all that, right? Nonsense. And then that's it. Then it's no more sword in the stone until like the last ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> now it's it's just like here's a sword. You know, we'll we'll get back to that. Now it's just character development for the next yeah. hour. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. This is this is the extent of the movie. That I remember where you ha where with uh, Merlin, we're introduced right. to Merlin, and uh, who's and his, great? Uh, who's oh, just great? So good! It's the I, him and um, Archimedes God, I, uh, are such a good duo. Yes, like, I could do a 
entire franchise of just these two on adventures together because they are they play off of each other really well and they're fun through the entire movie yep <laughs> um, you, you want a buddy cop archimedes merlin movie yeah it could happen <laughs> spoilers uh, he he you know throughout the movie uh, merlin is dropping you know, 20th century references throughout the entire movie because right. he can see into the future. So he knows all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it, <laughs> so, you know, it could happen. He, at one point, he, towards the end of the movie, again, spoilers, he just goes off into the future and you don't see him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's can... they, we understand that he can see into the future and like, he sees these things coming they don't really hint until he goes off to Bermuda that he can also just go to the future. <laughs> yes. Yes. Merlin never, is a, yeah. is a, a mystical doc Brown in that sense. Yeah. He, he is. I mean, he, he is, you know, he has some sort of infinity stone. Clearly he has, <laughs> he is the time such, stone. Yeah, he has the time stone or something because his, his magic is seemingly limitless. <laughs> seemingly yeah but he still manages to be a bumbling old goof yeah and i think that's what makes him like he is the most powerful being on the planet but he's such a uh, he has such a laissez-faire attitude about existence in general or he's just kind of bumbling yeah. his way through scenarios but like like so you, you're introduced to him and he's like setting up the room talking with the owl um, I do like the introduction of the owl because he pokes his head out. And he's like, yeah. who? who? And it's like, it's just an owl. But then it goes into, who are yeah. you talking about? Kind yeah. of stuff. And it's like, oh, so it's a talking owl. Okay. <laughs> Trying to Archimedes, trick you out the gate. No. Yeah. Archimedes and his, like, his, his fussy old man thing. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the entire movie, which is a, <laughs> which is a character that uh, he will absolutely uh, bring back very shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so he's setting up the room because a guest is coming, and you see him like Im- imagining the scenario that's playing out, which is where you're introduced to um, Arthur Wart. Wart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, what's uh, uh, I always forget the names are terrible for me. What's the guy's name? That's not. I know. It's, Sir Ector is the is the dad, is the father. K. Dad. Yeah. K is his his is his Brock Lesnar yes. brother. It's it, he is the effectively the um Gaston of this movie. Yeah. Um, only dumber. Yeah, only yeah. But um and uh yeah, and he's wants and he's he's got he's trying to be K's squire. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah. So they're going. They're hot, like you're seeing like Arthur's or Merlin's projecting the sort of like you're seeing Kay hunting for uh, a deer. It's a deer, right? Yeah. Yes. In the, in the woods and Wart just uh, you know being a kid screws it up and goes into the uh, off into the woods to retrieve the arrow that he made him fire recklessly into the woods and miss the deer. Um, well, as he's being, as he's being tracked, track, uh, tracked down by a wolf. Uh, so 
this is this first part. It yeah. sets a, it sets a precedent because okay, so Arthur Wart, whatever he's. Yeah. We're gonna, call almost, him, we're gonna call him Arthur from here on out. I yeah. mean, just want you to know that we know that he's Wart. <laughs> yeah, K K and actor referred to him as Wart. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he he's on a branch to like get a better look at the the kill. Yeah. And he falls and he knocks you know he knocks K off balance like JJ mentioned, but he does not thing where he goes whoa what and he falls <laughs> and that is a thing that he does no less than ten times in this movie. Very true. He falls yeah. and says whoa what? Yeah. It's never used in any other Disney film. <laughs> A, a lot um, doesn't get used again in very many. Yeah. Merlin's the only one that has any sort of staying power for this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this about this movie. Um, it is not a good looking movie. Um, no. It's no, actually. It's not. I, I, the backgrounds in particular in this movie are uh, on the verge of hideous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a very uh, even like the the lines on the characters themselves. I mean, it, it it just gets worse throughout time because now we're watching you know high definition transfers of these things and stuff. But they're very rough lines on the characters and stuff. Like the the character designs are all very good. But, yeah. Um. Everything else just like the backgrounds are bad. The building designs are bad. Um. The only thing that ha- that looks half decent is like. Merlin's tower, dilapidated tower. In oh, the <laughs> tower, yeah, tower. Because like it, the grossness of everything in this movie works, it works to its advantage. Um, but like it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a animation is uh, secondary. Sec- it's, it's it's not even secondary anymore in the studio at this point. It's fifth dairy. Yeah, like like at, at this point in time. Uh, we've got Disneyland is open. Yep. Walt's already thinking about Disney World. Live action is a big thing. TV is a big thing. Music is a big thing for the studio. It's now this multi-branched uh, entertainment studio, and you know, cartoons like you just had, uh, you know, with um, Sleeping Beauty was an absolute failure. And um, 101 Dalmatians did fine. Walt really didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's, you know, he's already half checked out. And now he's even more checked out. And, you know, he's going to buy. This is the last movie that comes out, um, animated movie that comes out with Walt still alive. Makes so, sense. so, you know, he's, by the time we get to the next cartoon, Walt's dead. Um so, you know, he's he's on his way out. He's already working on, you know, like his last big uh, outing is going to be like Mary Poppins. Right. Which is going to come out at around this time as well. Um, well, I mean, you, you so, can't really. Yeah. You really can't blame the studio, though, in that sense, yeah. because like as far as you know, things taking a backseat, because. Yeah. OK, so they clearly went all out with Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Beautifully and animated, it, and it yeah. and it bombed. Hundred and one yeah. Dalmatians is ugly as homemade soap, and that yeah. movie did great. So yeah, and and it's where they start, and it proved that the whole Xerox thing is it works and it's fine, and nobody's right. complaining about it. So yeah, uh, so oh, and, and and this is also the first um, animated feature to feature the Sherman Brothers music, uh, which boy you can tell uh, it's very Sherman Brothersy. 
Higginous Figginous. Higginous Figginous is very, very, very... Because, you know, that's becomes their thing is, like, fake words, you know? Right. You know, because they're going to... One of the next movies after this is Mary Poppins, like we said, and Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is a massive success of the song. And you can see sort of the... The, the 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 sort of groundwork being set for some of these songs. Yeah, um, it's 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 like when you yeah. like when you hear a song, you're like, oh, that's John Williams. Yeah, you just know it's a John Williams song. Yeah. It's the same way. Yeah, you you can you can tell that this is this is absolutely the same people that wrote Supercalifragilistic and a lot of the and it's a small world and things like that. Like it's got this, right. it, it's got a very sting song children's song pentameter to it. Like it's it's, it's bouncy. Yeah, it's bouncy. It's designed to get into your brain and to make you think, you know, Higginous Piggitus or Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious or it's a small world or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, they're very good at pop music, which is why, I mean, this isn't the first time they've worked with Disney. They had done some Mouseketeer music stuff, like music stuff and TV stuff and things. So, like, you know, they are pop musicians, essentially, at this time. Um, So, but this is their first, like, um, animated feature. They don't do very many animated Disney features because again we talked about it last week but this is actually probably the first time where in a while where it actually feels like a musical because it goes back to the music a few times throughout it does it yeah. does much more Merlin, than like you know Merlin. yeah, yeah. Merlin's, Merlin's, a, Merlin's a singy dude uh, yeah. in this and it opens up with a song and again and I'm trying to think like it turned like the uh, it was like Higginbottom was what they took. Like they took an English name and sort of worked it down to that Higgy Figgy kind of stuff. That's yep, Sean Michael Higginbottom. <laughs> but uh, that's a shoot name, brother. Yeah, I'm just at this point. I feel like I'm just I'm just gonna fold the production history stuff into this one because it's into everything as we go along because it's, yeah. it gets a little tricky when you come to the end and you try to shove in production history stuff. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, now we're going to uh, so so. Anyways, he's setting up the room back to where we were in the right because he knows that he's gonna come through the ceiling and he does after he's escaping from the wolf and everything. Uh, he falls into Merlin's house right into the chair. Yep. <laughs> and this is where they meet. Uh, and uh, boy, it just kind of, it's full steam ahead. Merlin, yeah. it takes nothing for Merlin to just agree to like, he's, he's packing up and ready to go to the castle. with, <laughs> with yeah. Arthur. He's like, what are your, what are your dreams aspirations? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's not good enough. So I better follow you home. And that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. And Higginous where he shrinks everything in his house. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and yeah, everything. Every, again, his, his magic knows no limits. He shrunk yes. every last thing to fit into a doctor's bag, essentially. Yeah. And I, do, I don't want to overlook how that, that, that jerk of a, of a sugar pot he has. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, he's uh Berlin has a sugar pot, yeah. uh, that uh, is is uh, it's it's alive, I guess. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, like what the he's he's able to will everything to be alive as he needs it to be. It seems like so, yeah. he, he's he's certainly not going to bring the sugar with his bare hands to yeah 
uh, Arthur, so, you know, he, he wills it into existence to bring him the sugar. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how Avengers disassembled the yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is, you know, uh, very much just, yeah, it's early Ultron. Uh, early Ultron. Uh, uh, but yeah, he, he uh, packs all the stuff up and he and Arthur uh, go back to Arthur's dumpy looking castle? I, I guess. Like, because yeah, he needs to go, because he, he won't stay with uh, Merlin, which that's that's a smart move, kid. You just you just yeah. met this dude thirty seconds ago. An old creepy man that lives out in the middle of the dark woods is asking is like wants you to stay with him. That's not. It's a good instinct to like. I gotta go. Um, it's a bold move yeah. for Merlin. It's a bold move for Merlin to uh, just do it, and the kid doesn't put up a fight. Which is yeah. kind of like really, you're just gonna. All right, well. I guess, and they just—it just happens. Like he gets there, and he vaguely threatens them with magic. Right. <laughs> well, he, he he creates a blizzard inside the house, and it snows on Ector's head. Yeah. No, the no the thing is in the uh, little divergent here in the Arthurian legend, it like when when uh, Arthur's born. Merlin leaves baby Arthur with with Kay and uh, Ector. Yeah. And in this part, they're just now being introduced to the character. So it's, yeah. you know. it's, it's Star Wars at this point. Obi-Wan can yeah. have Luke Skywalker with... <laughs> right down to the haircut and build. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a decade before Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's just, you know stories are stories. Of course, you're going to adapt this kind of stuff when you need a character development. But, uh, but, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he basically, like, they're getting ready, they're trying to throw him out, but he basically says, like, you can throw me out, but look, I can turn invisible. Yeah. And how do you know I'm gone? You don't. So, listen up, pal. I'm going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not dealing with this. You go over there <laughs> and be there. Oh, there is, it, and it's funny because there is kind of. It's only like the very vaguest of a plan from Arthur. Like, yeah. not Arthur from Merlin. Like, he clearly wants to train him, but he has no like direction. I guess. Like, he just yeah. kind of is doing it for the sake of doing it because he feels ordained to essentially like i gotta do it yeah i i, I just kind of i also kind of love like how actor keeps calling him marvin <laughs> listen here marvin that's yeah. a actor's a good character because he's not he doesn't come across as brazenly evil yeah as, as some as like the you know wicked witch kind of characters we're familiar with like evil step parents we're, we're usually familiar with i mean he's a jerk but more period appropriate jerk. Like, like you are just this adopted kid, and you're you, you're never going to be a knight. You can't be. So right. you know, you know, you do what you're told. You're just a child, and at best, you can be a squire, which is not like you know at the time being a squire really would have been a you know good enough deal for this kid. Right. Um, you know. But that's not the story. The story is, you know, he's the once and future king kind of thing. So, uh, 
So, you know, so, so you know what's going to happen. You know the whole plot. So it makes, yeah. it, it retroactively makes Ector seem like even more of a jerk because you know what the outcome's going to be going into this. Um, there's no way for him to know that this, he's, he could possibly be killed. Yeah. Just treating the kid how this kid would have been treated then. But, yeah. you know, this, this, it's not this, great. But, and it's not even good. But, yeah. you know. It's, he's far less evil than any of. He's never at no point does he try to kill him or anything. No, like, no. Or like but, even like or even like, you know, take anything away from him other than just you know you know keeping the squireship at his behest. Yeah. And, and like you know, he does you know he does run off with this old man to do yeah. stuff. And if somebody comes back to you with you, like you know, okay, so. We're, we're getting to the the next sort of major thing after we're doing the whole, you know, there's going to be a jousting tournament at this point, right. you know, to, to um, and so they're training for that. Kay's training for that. Arthur is doing his stuff and uh, Merlin wants to train him about, you know, brain smarts as opposed to physical smarts. Yeah. Um, so that's when you get the uh, his little physics lesson, essentially. Um, turns him into Turn, a fish. Turns him into a fish. Yeah. Uh, oh, we should kind of point out that the oh. uh, the jousting tournament, because the uh, nobody has pulled the sword from the stone. Yeah. I guess they got together and said, okay, we're going to have a jousting tournament. Whoever wins that, that's yes. our king. Because yeah. this sore thing ain't happening. It, it's clearly not happening. The NWA got together to, cr- to yeah. agree on uh, how they're going to crown their new champion. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a WrestleMania 4 tournament. Yeah. Winner, winner shall be named King of England. So uh, K, uh, K's going to get a bye when Hogan and Andre get double, double DQ'd. So. Yeah. Well, so. And, you know, it's funny. So... You know, I'll get to some of the stuff later after we cover the fish stuff. Um, uh, so yeah, they get turned into a fish, and so he's teaching him how to be a fish. It's basically be a teaching, fish. It's, it's it's a way of teaching him physics, essentially. Um, right. To teach him how you know without you can't because I think the I think um, Archimedes says it best when he's when because. Throughout the movie, Merlin is constantly making references to things that happen in the deep future. Like when they announce the when they then come to announce the uh, jousting tournament, and right. he's like, "Big news!" Oh, like I don't have time to read it in the London Times. That's not going to be around for another twelve hundred years, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's it's filled with jokes like that. And later on in the uh, movie, Archimedes says, "Like you can't teach it backwards," you know. Like, yeah. And, and so you know, how do you teach physics to a person that has no, even like the the society as a whole doesn't even have uh, an idea of what any of what gravity is. What fit, like they, they, they do this whole thing where it's like the Earth isn't flat, like this map is showing you, and he has a globe there. You yeah. know, it's explaining to him that the Earth is round. Uh, this is uh, AJ Styles' least favorite movie. <laughs> so well, yes, this is the flat Earth society gives this zero out of five stars. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but it like and it turns into this just like this frog is screwing with um Arthur's he's Fish Arthur, yeah. Fish Arthur as he's trying to learn. 
everything, and then a uh, just a giant, massive jerk of a pike is yeah. in, the, in here, just trying to just destroy everybody. Uh, and so it turns into this big. It turns into like essentially a car chase scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of a fish chasing well, another fish, and Archimedes ends up swooping in to help him out. Yeah. Well, it's so Merlin turns Arthur into a fish. Yeah. And then he turns himself into a fish. And then this pike is chasing Arthur, and Merlin's like, well, you get to figure it out, dude. Yeah. Hides, in the, hides into like a, a sunken knight's helmet that's in this. In the, are they in the. They're in a, I, I always. I just thought. Uh, a moat, moat or, or a cheap yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's so he just hides in there. It's like you're on your own, pal. Uh, yeah, You're like um, what a jerk. And it's sink or swim in the very realist sense. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you know what's funny? Um, talking about all these animals and stuff. Um, when they were making this movie, um, there was two movies that this could have been. Okay. That were in production at the basically in the production at the same time, but working on the, the scripts at the same time. Um, uh, Bill Pete doesn't like he doesn't do storyboards first like they usually do. He writes the script first and storyboards later, which is the exact okay. opposite of how they usually stuff. And then you had the other team that was they were it, so it was going to be Sword in the Stone mm-hmm. or Chanticleer. <laughs> huh. Um, and it eventually it came down to and like Walt sort of like and, and sort of general consensus except for the people that were working on Chanticleer mm. were, got, were upset that, that their all of our hard work was for nothing that like you never you don't want to just pick up a rooster and pet it or anything like there's no like you can't it's hard to humanize a rooster it's just a weird but like a jokes on them. They tried to make this movie again later. Rockadoodle was, was a massive <laughs> failure. So, um, and, 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 and Disney was still at the time when Rockadoodle came out. They were still like Chanticleer was still sort of on the table, but then that was a failure. And they're like, you know what? You can't. <laughs> like thanks, are, are Don Bluth, for taking that bullet for us. Yeah. 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 Speaking speaking yeah. of Bluth, uh, and I bring him up a lot in these episodes, you go back to the character design. Do you get a kind of like a dragon's lair vibe from the character design of this movie? Yeah, yeah. It, it is very clearly um going to inspire like I feel like this movie is very clearly going to inspire Bluth in the coming years yeah. when he shows up uh <laughs> at Disney and other animation studios and stuff, uh like, doing his thing. Like it's, it's a very in particular, their faces all seem very blue, especially with like um, uh, K. K. Yeah. Cut K's hair and he's dirt. Yes, exactly. Or um, you know, it's like, or like if you take K and um, Arthur, like they could very easily just be the main protagonist from Space Ace, like just yes. both versions of him. You know, right? The, the scrawny one and the ace himself kind of thing so uh so yeah they very much those characters in particular really feel very bluth like especially in those arcade games um so yeah so the whole so so i thought that was fascinating it's like wow chanticleer we almost got it instead of this we almost got a disney chanticleer which i don't know like it doesn't seem very disney like like for them like it's a very 
epic story to tell. Well, I don't know. I, but they could have pulled it off, but I feel like they made the right choice here. Um, in, in about a decade or so, Disney's going to try, uh, get a anamorphic rooster and nail it, and they should never go back again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, that's for a future episode. That's... We're all just going to have the best time on. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, he, the whole fish thing. Eventually, um, uh, uh, he gets saved by Archimedes. Um, Archimedes tries to play it off like he was just trying to get the fish. <laughs> Ar- Archimedes, good. despite his... Archimedes is a solid dude whether he wants you to believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after all this, and it, it causes Arthur to be late to the practice for the jousting. And so he goes back and inexplicably tells them this story. Like... No, through no thought in his brain says, eh, maybe I should just let this one slide that I got turned into a fish and then a big fish chased me. Like, you think that they're going to believe you? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess at the like same time, snow in their house. Yeah, but like, but like, clearly nobody's bright in your household. Right? No. But, but regardless, he was late. So, you know, he got his demerits. So, yeah. You know, so now he has to go clean all the dishes in uh, in the kitchen. Uh, which, of course, much like the cat in the hat, Arthur decides there's a better way to do this, and then we can have fun instead. Yep. <laughs> uh, so well, he comes in, he enchants the dishes to clean themselves. To clean themselves. Well, before that, like just before, before this, so uh, after is reading Arthur the riot, rack, riot Act, and Kay's sitting there. And he's eating like twenty drumsticks, <laughs> and just like ripping them off the bone. Like yeah, what? I do like I do like the scene. I can't remember. No, it must have been earlier when they were t- trying to say like uh, when after he gets like I can't remember if it's this scene or it's like where it's just a one off scene where he's just sitting there. It's like I don't even want him as my squire. Just like real pouty about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just like the delivery of that line. <laughs> yeah, like he's just a big dumb idiot. Yeah, yeah, he's, just, yeah. yeah he's he doesn't have like the only character he has is, uh, yeah, Biff Tannen. Yeah, and, yeah, and and there's no um, th- there's no character development for him. That's just how he stays, even after Arthur is gets gets declared king. Like Hector has to. Go, Kneel down. He's the king. He's the king. Yeah. And um, he still got. And he still gets a boo boo face about it. Yeah, he's like, I should be king. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna win that jousting tournament, even though the tournament didn't start. You'd shown absolutely zero prowess at being <laughs> good at this. <Yeah. laughs> you, you got knocked off by a practice dummy. Yeah. Um, but you know what? As, as back to him enchanting the dishes so they can go yeah. out, gets to one of I. This is an incredibly upsetting series of events that are about to unfold here. <laughs> I and uh, apparent according to you, this is the scene that everyone remembers. Uh, I absolutely do not remember any of this. <laughs> they get turned uh, into squirrels. They turn themselves into squirrels. To squirrels. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and in the process, uh, a, a 
you know, Arthur's a young boy squirrel now. Yes. And a, a female squirrel falls in love with him. And she's super into him. And Merlin's like, oh, guess what? When female squirrels pick mates, they're mates for life. So, he does absolutely nothing to help him. He says, you just got to let it happen, essentially. (laughs) Like, that's what makes. He sings another song. He sings another another song song about effectively the birds and the bees without doing such. Yeah. about nature in general. Uh, <laughs> and like he's trying to get away. This squirrel is trying to get in his squirrel pants this entire scene. Yeah. Does not stop. Chica. Yeah. Chica. He's talking. She she can't. And he's trying to I'm not. I'm a human. I'm not this, but she doesn't understand it. He doesn't say it. And then she it's, it's genuinely, I found it genuinely upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's for, for a variety of reasons. I think the thing that I found also, the end of all of it, like, I think the thing that I found the most upsetting was the fact that um, Merlin's end game was unclear. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. Did, did he, like, because like, he, he was kind of implying to just, like, just let it happen, kid. Like, <laughs> You're gonna to have to mate with her. Yeah, yeah. It really comes across that way. Like, like, listen. You're either gonna to have to kill her or let her. <laughs> yeah. Like at any, it, given, at any given point, he could have just turned him back into a human, and it would have been over. But but Merlin doesn't do that. Isn't tempted to do anything until he's inconvenienced by another. By the by the hefty squirrel. Yes. Uh, I call her Roseanne Squirrel. Yes. When I was a kid, I think it's Roseanne Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, like it, it is like, I, yeah, I don't. Like, I, he learned nothing because it was supposed to be like teaching about gravity and stuff, but like being a squirrel doesn't teach you jack about yeah uh, anything. Is that anything? He didn't learn and anything I'm- through this other than a very, um, a very poor introduction to. The birds and the bees, essentially. Yes. And, and, and yeah, it's like he wanted him to just have sex with the squirrel. It's as if that was his, like that was his goal at the end of all of this. Well, also, you know, our, our friend the wolf makes an appearance. So again, Arthur's in close to losing his life, and Merlin's like, "Hey, gotta figure it out, buddy." Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, and eventually, eventually, Merlin has had enough with um, Roseanne Squirrel. Yeah, and and finally he turns back into a human. Like, see, <laughs> I'm a horrible old man. Yeah, uh, and, and he like barks at her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he turned so he, he turned Arthur back, and here comes the most heartbreaking part of I felt this movie horrible because like she is shocked and stunned and starts bawling, yeah. running up the tree, bawling. Gets into the, her little hidey hole in the tree, and you just hear her echoed cries. Yeah, coming and from Merlin, the tree. And Merlin's and like, Ar- <laughs> "That's that's life, bro." And Arthur's like, "I've tried to tell her," and Arthur feels genuinely bad. Yeah, like, and, like there's part of you that's like, "Can you just like turn her into a human or something?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> because yeah. like you know he even also implies like when they find a mate they're mates for life does that mean she's 
Dunzo? She's like, Her life's over with. <laughs> You've destroyed this one. You've destroyed two squirrels' lives, effectively. I think Roseanne yeah. I think Roseanne Squirrel could, will be able to bounce back. She seemed she seemed more she seemed more inconvenienced than than um, defeated. Uh, yeah, uh, teenage squirrel is horrifying. They her life's ruined. And Everyone's like, like, lesson learned, kid. Like, what? I, I like, I don't even know what the lesson was at this point. Like, it was, yeah, the, this whole scene is just, is just the absolute pits. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 this is, this is, you go through this range of emotions with Merlin in this movie. Like, I don't like you, Merlin. <laughs> There's parts of it where you genuinely don't like him. Yeah, I, I like, genuinely. Um. Yeah, this scene I genuinely like. Like, like Merlin, you're kind of an ass. Like, I don't yeah. like. Like, what? What is? What is your deal, man? What is? The, because, like, this is the only time where he's just really comes across as just like a grade A butthole. Like, yeah, <laughs> he really does. Yeah. But like, but you know, there's other parts of the movie where he's just like a Bugs Bunny level like antagonist. Yeah. And it's funny. But yeah. this part, he's like, "I'm going to break this creature's heart." Yeah, and- yeah. he turns it. Yeah, he, tur- he he becomes a jerk again later on, but for a, a little more understanding circumstances. Yeah. But still, he comes across as a jerk on it. But yeah, this whole squirrel thing is finally finished and done and over with. Uh, when it, it's revealed that uh, to the people at the, the castle that the uh, dishes are doing their own thing. So or enchanted. Have, yeah, enchanted. So the handmaid, who is she? She's like the only time you see her. She shows up and she's like, there's some Sorcerer's Apprentice BS happening in the kitchen yeah. right now. I do. I absolutely love the visual of Ector in there sword fighting with these dishes. Yeah. Like he's just like slashing at them, smashing plates that are floating in the air, just like like a real Legend of Zelda thing going on in here. Yeah. Just smashing these pots. Floating smashing around. these pots. Yeah. Just like it, 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 it was a very funny visual to me. It got a little yeah. chuckle out of me. Like he just charged in and it's just like, like this is like, like, like they're acting like their lives are in danger. <laughs> From like, a- from dishware. From, from dishes cleaning themselves. Like, you know, like, and they know immediately that it's Merlin. And at no point has Merlin ever done anything to, like, be vaguely sort of like this, like, no, and now they're going to be like, they're, they're, now they're going to pick up arms and attack you back kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, it's clearly cleaning themselves. Chill out a little bit. Yeah. I, get, I understand you being upset because effectively this old man talked your child your child into ditching his chores to go you well you don't know what but like you know took him out on a night on the town essentially <laughs> <laughs> and also he's he's basically ridiculing your way of life like yeah, yeah you're an idiot yeah so Merlin's a so, bit of a hipster Merlin's yeah. a little hipstery <laughs> so uh, so at this point you have like yeah so so now he's uh, you know it ruins everything and uh, you know they kick him out as being squire um merlin is like he, you could tell he's generally like okay i i get it i i screwed this one up 
But not as upset as he should be. Not as upset as he, he just be. like, eh, well, that yeah, kind of yeah. sucks. I, I could, yeah. I could have handled that better. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of his attitude. Yeah, but at this point, it's like, like, as an apology, I am going to make make you book smart, essentially. <laughs> to, like again, not really. This was your plan all along. Like this is right. what you've been trying to do this whole time. Now this is just an excuse to double down, essentially. Um, which is <laughs> which is when you get um, Arthur getting turned into um, an, a sparrow. A sparrow. Yeah. It's just, it, and Merlin's like, well, this is how a bird works. And this is the point where Archimedes like, hold up, dude. Yeah. I'm an actual bird. I'm an actual bird. And, Maybe and, and, I should show him. Yeah. And Merlin's pouting at this point. Because Archimedes is kind of like fine, it's like because you know Merlin's like fine. You teach him that. You can, you know, he's just kind of being a. <laughs> he's like he's a bird, dude. He probably knows what he's talking about. Yeah, um, but things obviously because it's a Disney movie and Arthur isn't actually a bird. Things go wrong, and this is where you meet uh, Madame Mim, who is just awesome. Uh, absolutely phenomenal character. Yeah. Um, it's essentially uh, an evil version of the um, godmothers that you've met in previous Disney movies. Yeah. Uh, like I gotta... she's, 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 she's like, what if the fairy godmother like had a child with the Mad Hatter? Like, yeah. It's like, she's just like, it's like she has magic, but she's loonier than a tune. <laughs> well, uh, what well, funny you mentioned that because I got a little bit of a witch hazel vibe off of her. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, she explained. So eventually, so it ends up where, you know, he's a bird and he can't turn himself back. And uh, Madame Mim finds out that, like, you know, Merlin turned him into a bird. I'm afraid I'm going to have to destroy you. Before this, right. she sings an awesome song about, about how, how, how how evil and terrible she is. Yeah, how terrible she is and how much better she is than Merlin, effectively. Yeah, um, yeah it's a good... It, it, it's like a... It's like a Muppets-style song. Like, yeah. you expect it here in, like, a Muppets movie or something. It's very good, like... You know that like the like an opposites kind of thing, like everything, like how about how evil she is, and she's like that throughout. The, like every her entire character arc is things like at the after the, the battle that they have, it's like I don't like sunlight. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, it's funny because like this movie is stuck with me so often. Like when it's hot outside, I'll go, I'll go, it's horrible, awful sunshine. Terrible sunshine. Terrible healing sunshine. <laughs> she even refers to it as like healing sunshine. <laughs> she said that I, know, I think it. it's no wholesome sunshine. Wholesome sunshine. Wholesome wholesome sunshine. sunshine. Yeah. Terrible, wholesome sunshine. <laughs> yes, because we get we get a we get a wizard's duel before this. We get the wizard's duel, which is the other scene from this that I remember because. Yeah. It is absolutely fantastic. It's yeah. so colorful and interesting, and the animation—it's the—it's probably the best animation throughout the entire movie. 
Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of obviously growth and shrinking and rubber band elasticity and stuff going on because they're transforming all the time. Uh, Mim turns into a pink version of Pete's dragon here. Yes, even though the rules that she said was don't no fake things like pink dragons and yeah. <laughs> but Mim's a dirty cheater. Dirty cheater. Um, I liked it when, um, when she was the snake and he yeah. turns into the crab and he's just ready to just cut her head off. Cut her crab. head off. It's absolutely, like without a thought. Like yeah. twice, two separate occasions, he just tries to cut her head clean off. It almost succeeds, but she turned into um, oh, a rhino. A rhino. <laughs> when he finally gets her claws, gets his claw on her, it's it's a horn. Uh, it's coming out of the hole. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Um, yeah, so she, um, Merlin f- eventually takes her down by turning into the cl- a flu bug. A c- yeah, yeah, a germ. A, yeah, I forget what the exact thing that he said was, but I am, madam. I have not disappeared. I yeah. am a germ. So and yeah. you caught me, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, so he just makes her sick. And she like you know, hot, like hot flashes, cold flashes. You get spots, yeah. and it's the, the the visual of the pink spotted dragon is yeah. sort of iconic from this movie. Yeah, like like, like I think like it's on like the poster and everything for this. Um, Merlin kind of world the worlds her. <laughs> it's it's exactly what it is. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. he defeats her by making her sick. Yeah, and um, and that's when you get the scene that we were talking about earlier, where it's like, and you need to get plenty of sunshine as he takes his yeah. and gets through her thatching and her roof, and she's just very upset about it. You don't see her again throughout the movie. Um, no, which is a shame, but yeah. yeah. And then you find out, uh, so you get to so have all this stuff, um, and then you find out shortly hereafter that. Um, Kay has been knighted, but his um, squire has the his, mumps. Has the mumps, and so has, Arthur's Arthur's his understudy. Yeah, and gets uh, it gets in there. Uh, and uh, Merlin is having none of it. <laughs> he he Merlin loses his mind. He absolutely, like he, he's. Yeah, like, like yeah, he, he starts insulting like their way of life, and is like, yeah. he's like, like he's like, it's just it's good for a monkey, or <laughs> yeah, he's just like, like, oh, very good. And Arthur comes in like he's excited, and Archimedes goes like, oh, very, very yeah, good, Archimedes boy. Very, yeah, Archimedes is very supportive of Arthur in this endeavor. <laughs> yeah, Merlin, absolutely not. He just loses no. his mind. And yeah. leaves, like leaves, leaves. This is the scene we were talking about earlier. He goes on. Oh, me to Bermuda. Yeah, he goes to Bermuda. Uh, <laughs> he he shoots propellant out of his butthole somehow, and he goes to Bermuda. And you find out later. Not only did he go to Bermuda, but he went to Bermuda. You know, millennia into the future. The twentieth century Bermuda, because yeah. he's literally wearing Bermuda shorts. It's just yeah. and. Uh, um, he really is sort of like this. He, he's sort of like this prototype of genie later on because yeah. he's making references that he has no business being able to make, but right. because he's a magician and he knows magic and can see into the future and clearly can travel through time itself. 
so yeah, it's the goofiest thing. He leaves Archimedes behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the same time, though, I, I kind of like, if you notice, Arthur is a little bit more grounded and intelligent when, Ar- when he just has Archimedes with him. Yeah. Archimedes is a supportive parent in this scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's got tough love, but you can tell, like, you know, he saved him and he congratulated him when he got made squire and everything. Yeah. Archimedes is, is you know, more fatherly to uh, Ar- Arthur than anyone else in this movie. <laughs> so. Arch- Archimedes is Gordon Ramsay on MasterChef Junior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how I can describe it. So, uh, you get to uh, shoot forward uh, to the day of the tournament. And, uh, uh-oh. Arthur's I, forgot Kay's sword. I forgot the sword at the inn. Uh, and it's closed, so he can't get in. <laughs> so, what happens, Nick? What happens? How is he going to get a sword in this movie well, called Sword in the Stone? Well, Archimedes directs his attention to this church courtyard where, hey, there's a sword right there sticking out of an anvil. Which is also also, um, inherently not stone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, semantics. Uh, (laughs) Yep. So he he pulls a sword out. He goes uh, forward and top. Four at a time. <laughs> he gets, he gets, he, he, when he wakens, it's, he's, he's 14 years old. Uh, yeah. And he, uh, has, he has a, a hook shot somehow. Yeah. And the, uh, the town is overrun by what appear to be zombies. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about the wrong thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I like the very video game style. Like his hand goes towards <laughs> it and the lights turn on and he's like, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's 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 you you almost want to see like a buttons for a quick time event pop up what don't you yeah. it's, again don bluth style you're expecting to like, push left push left yeah. uh but uh yeah uh with you know without a thought he just gets a sword out just pulls it out nothing no big deal because he has he has no idea that this mm-hmm. is what the sword is so when he uh reappears at the uh, tournament with the sword <laughs> Everyone is immediately recognizes like, oh crap! <laughs> Kay's like, this is it, my sword. Yeah. yeah, Kay's an idiot as usual. Like, it's a absolutely stunning sword, but he's like, this is mine. <laughs> It's, it's like, clean. this is a better sword. <laughs> yeah, it's like gilded and gorgeous and stunning and big. And he's like, no, I want my But then Ector recognizes right away. It's like, oh, hey, what? <laughs> this, is, this has got some stuff written on it. Whosoever hold of this sword, be he worthy. Uh, power of Thor. Um, power Thor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's effectively the same story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, mean, you know, everything's based on everything else. Um, but uh, but yeah, so the the tournament is ground to a halt. Never gets off the ground because uh, they need to like, okay, (laughs) where did you get this? (laughs) They put the sword back in the stone because they don't believe Arthur pulled it out. Yeah, like I said, and I do like the. It's the one time that Kay has 
a decent thought in his hot head in this where it's like it's already pulled it out you should just be able to pull it out again and again <laughs> which is a good point like what's the yeah but let him do it first and prove it it was a good point made and um we, he couldn't do it him and Hector couldn't together pull the sword out we also get our good friend Thurl Ravenscroft making another appearance here let the boar try <laughs> like easy there baritone good god <laughs> but uh yeah and then and I love that the the light, like again, before he even gets his hand on there, the light starts coming in, which should be hint number one that everything's on the up and up to every all the onlookers. Like, yeah, like what? Nah. Where's what? the chorus of angels coming from? And then he pulls the sword out, and it is like, oh man, he's the king. And Ector uh, immediately repents. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, actor is like he backpedals super fast. Like, oh, I'm sorry, son. <laughs> yeah, please don't have my head cut off. Because <laughs> that's the thing is like when I every time I watch this movie, this part I'm like, if Arthur has the least bit of malice in his heart, it's like, sweet, I know who's getting executed tomorrow. <laughs> Or, or like, or, or at least just like I'm gonna put you in some stocks for the weekend or something. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, yeah, and it's funny because like, like I bet you like if this movie were made when it was originally sort of gonna come out because back to protection stuff. Like, you know, he bought the rights to this shortly after the book came out, and they've been sort of working on it off and on for a while. But then, as is usually most of the stories play out. World War II happens, and so that doesn't happen. And then, like, they're working on, you know, other movies took longer than they anticipated, i.e. Bambi. Because remember, Bambi took forever for them to get it out. And so it's just a movie that, like, you know, fell to the wayside. But I think if this came out in, like, the 30s or early 40s, like, envisioned, it probably would have ended there. I think think he would have pulled it out and everyone would have been, uh, like, it would have ended on a scene of him, like, holding the sword and then like and then long live the king. yeah long yeah. live the king and that would have been the end of it but but you know we're at a different time and um, different disney's in a different place now so you know you get a bit of an epilogue at this point because merlin hasn't come reappeared so you, you get your after credit scene here yeah your your, your post credit stinger yeah uh so yeah you have uh uh arthur sitting in the throne room with Archimedes. I love that Archimedes is just his faithful sidekick now. He's yeah. completely claimed him. He's just perched up in there. Um, with a crown in a robe that are too big for him. Too big for him. Um, he'll grow into it. Uh, yeah, he'll be fine. And uh, uh, he's absolutely miserable. He doesn't yeah. want to be there. I like. I, like I don't want to be king. Yeah, I like Archimedes. I told you not to take the sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but then he wants to just run away. Sneak away. Um, opens up one door, the side door. Long live the king! Crowd chanting and yelling and all that stuff. Tries to go out another door, same thing. So he can't get away. He's trapped. <laughs> he just can't sneak out and run off. Um, and, and, uh, and so he and so he just wishes Merlin were here. And like the end of Aladdin. <laughs> Here comes the genie in his Hawaiian shirt. 
Merlin looking like Master y- Master Roshi here. Master Roshi. <laughs> the first spot I had. Hey, hey, oh, cool. It is I brought virtually- some magazines back for you. <laughs> yeah, it is virtually the same exact character design. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, he comes back, a little pig sidekick, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he comes back uh, from uh, 20th century Bermuda. Uh, yep. Telling us that it's miserable there, and uh, they can keep it. And I'm like, that seems that seems fair. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. That seems fair, I can, uh, Merlin. I I, I understand. <laughs> but uh, he's yeah. uh, he make make reference to television now. He's making reference to, to well, he. he yeah, he makes reference to uh, they'll make a, they'll make a motion. They make it's like you know explaining to him like you know no this is where you're supposed to be. They're gonna t- they're gonna tell stories about you for centuries. They're gonna you know they may even make a motion picture about you. Ha ha you know breaking the fourth wall, tongue in cheek sort of yeah nonsense. Like, oh, you know what, what's a motion picture? It's like television only without commercials. And again, it's just it it very is. He's very much like you know in a couple of decades. This is the genie character, you know. It's it's, yeah. it's very similar in tone of what he's doing because he knows everything. And yeah, and it explains him that you know you're going to go on to create, you know, create the Knights of the Round Table, uh, or or Square if you prefer. Oh, oh no, yeah. round round's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Merlin almost Merlin is on the verge of like absolutely like destroying. The, fab- the delicate fabric of time. He really is. Uh, he Mer- has, Merlin. Merlin is a walking spoiler alert. Yeah, he, like he even has stuff like he has the little steam train toy. He has the flying machine. Yeah, uh, all of this stuff that like it's like boy, we, we, yeah, I, yeah. Hector uh, is going to start slowly disappearing from a painting any minute now. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arthur's gonna play Johnny B. Good on Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a, it's a, it's yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, look, I mean, look. I don't know if you saw the most, not the most recent, but the uh, the the last Transformers proper Transformers movie. No, I haven't. <laughs> According to that, it's th- this movie is full of it because. Um, Merlin's magic is uh, Autobots uh, tech. Mm-hmm. It's Cybertronian tech. That's where that's where all the dragons and stuff come from. They were Transformers. They're Cybertronian. So and that's all the all the dragons and magic and everything. Like his magic staff was. Uh, <laughs> this is not this is not a goof. That's how that movie starts. <laughs> it starts with Merlin <laughs> getting Cybertronian yeah. tech to, for magic. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is crazy. Uh, and it's also the part where, you know, where Merlin's like, they're, you know, they'll make, mo- like you said, they'll make motion pictures out of you. Yeah. Um, Cap- Capcom will make a side scrolling beat em up about you. <laughs> you're going to be in there. Yeah, there's going to be so much. You're going to be everywhere. You're yeah. going to be part of pop culture for the, for the rest of like, human existence. I don't care how 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 much Morgana comes on to you. Do not sleep with her for the love of all that is good and holy. She's your sister, bro. <laughs> so, uh, that's Sword in the Stone. That's Sword uh, of Stone. It's, uh, 
it's you may were wondering, you know, based off of you know 101 Dalmatians and success, Sleeping Beauty was an absolute failure. How did this movie do? It, I bet it did well. well. It yeah. was the sixth highest grossing movie of 1963. Wow. It made uh, its theatrical um, earnings in uh, 1963 were uh, 4.7 million. So, you know, that's pretty successful. I mean, this, I think that, I think I read somewhere um, that the budget of this was 40% less than 101 Dalmatians. This is like much this is more budget film to them. You uh, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it was it had a budget of three million. And I think Hundred and One Dalmatians was seven million or something like mm-hmm. that. So I mean and, and you know, it made four point seven five in its initial theatrical run. Uh so you know, yeah, success. Um again, at this point in time, uh these cartoons are a small fraction of the Disney business. So a success is a success regardless. Um, it had a, uh, a re-release, one re-release in 1983. Um, and it made $12 million in 1983 in theaters. So overall it made its money back multiple times over. Right. Um, it's sort of genuinely considered sort of like the lost Disney movie because it's a it's one that nobody thinks of. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just sort of nobody thinks of it as part of this lineage because it, it sort of feels in some ways like this is a Disney movie that came out in the eighties on tape. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and and, and, and um, tonally, this movie is very much a um, like that era of Disney. It's a much different feeling movie. I feel like it, it, like its jokes are much like it's going for much more contemporary pop culture jokes throughout with Merlin. It's, and everything. It's, it's very on the nose. Yeah. 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 It, and it's breaking the fourth wall sometimes, you know, like with the motion picture stuff and Merlin knowing about 20th century things and stuff. Like it's, it's a very interesting um, story. And, you know, at the time, critically, middle of the road people are like there's not really anything here it's the narrative wise it's kind of the thinnest of thin and it's true Mm. Uh, like i said for a movie called the sword the stone and the sword the stone aspect only plays 12 seconds of overall screen time yeah i mean but would you here's the thing would you have wanted to see the entire arthurian legend though Absolutely not. I think this is yeah. the exact, and I think that was also the point when they made this one too, because at the time when this came out, Camelot, the Broadway Camelot, had just right. come out, was brand new, and that's telling the after part of this essentially, you know. And was, and this is the you know Kennedy's office, and it's referred to as Camelot, and yeah, yeah. So so it makes sense that it's just like the the plucky upbeat prequel yeah, with, yeah. with the real Camelot being out there too. like you can and the books were still huge and he was making even more of them like you know this ended up being a massive franchise for the author he died shortly after this movie came out so he did like the movie came out in his lifetime which is good because it, it like in one of his journals he uh, wrote that like you know my, my book is going to be one of the next big Disney movies which you know, didn't happen for like another 20 years went by the time he wrote that but it happened uh, it happened and it happened within his lifetime so 
barely, but it happened. I mean, so I, I think, and I and I agree with you that I'm glad they they ended it where they did because, yeah. hey, if you want to see the entire Arthurian uh, tale, that movie's called Excalibur and it's long. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, I, th- I think they told the right story for a cartoon. Like, if they right. wanted to do Excalibur, that's what the Disney, like, live action stuff is for. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, like, you have these, you know, at this point, you already have Disney doing stuff like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and these big, sco- like, you know, scope, large scope live action sort of period pieces and stuff. So, you know, if they really wanted to do that, that would have been the way to do it. But this version of this story is exactly what they needed. And, um, it got lost in the shuffle, which is a shame. Um, but uh, it is a shame. It is a it's it's a huge shame. Yeah. Um, the only award that it was nominated for was um, best score at the Academy Awards. Didn't it win. So it it didn't win. It lost to uh, I forget what it was. It was a Jack Lemmon, Sheridan McLean movie that I forget the title of. The Apartment. <laughs> or the uh, fortune cookie or yeah, something like that. I can't yeah. But yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the soundtrack's great. Yes, it, really it is. is. Yeah, the Sherman brothers did phenomenal and the score stuff is very, very good. Um, this is also uh, production wise. Very interesting. This is the first time they ever had a single director. Really? On, on an anime thing, yeah. It's always been sort of a uh, joint project on everything. It's the first time they had one director. And uh, it was um, uh, uh, Wolfgang Reitherman, Wooly Reitherman, as he was mm-hmm. most commonly known as. Um, and the sort of assumption is, is that he was easy for Walt to manipulate, essentially. Like, he was... <laughs> It wasn't like he, he wasn't going to be stubborn, you know. He he, he was he was easy to deal with. He was and, a company man. Yeah, he was telling the company line kind of stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, we were talking about um, Archimedes would uh, go on to be Rabbit in Winnie the Pooh. The voice. The voice. The, the voice Pooh sounds familiar. Is is Rabbit in Winnie the Pooh? So it's mm-hmm. like yeah. It's funny, like the character of Owl and the character of uh, Archimedes, like aren't the same. So I'm glad they did it just like yeah. <laughs> I really do, but like because Rabbit is closer to being kind of Archimedes, um, the fussiness, of, the fussiness, and sort of like there is sort of a parental thing going on there. Yeah. but like, but also you know is able to sort of cut loose a little bit when it needs to. Um. So yeah, that, that's that was that was fun. <laughs> I, I thought that was fun and interesting. Yeah, because uh, we're only a little bit away from um, uh, the many adventures, which is which is a personal favorite. I love it. Which is Winnie the Pooh. I think it's a personal favorite of a lot of people because it's sort of. Oh yeah. It, it's the thing that's good about that movie, and we'll get to it when we get in a few weeks, is that um, it's very low impact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't have to worry about too much <laughs> with that movie, um, but yeah, I, I love this movie. Uh, Me too. It, it, uh, it uh, uh, had you know, it's out on Blu-ray, which is nice. You know, some of these yeah. things, especially ones like this, may not see the light of day or are hard to get, but it's not particularly hard to get on Blu-ray, and it's a nice transfer. I was 
really impressed. Yeah, it looks good. It looks yeah, really good. It looks really good. It looks better than I expected. Like it doesn't like it seems like because it was like the 50th anniversary that they put it out for yeah. a couple of years ago, and it's like you could tell they actually sort of did stuff. They actually cleaned it up. And, um, there's some people don't necessarily like um, what some of the cleanup does with some of these Disney movies and how they clean them up, but um, I I still think it looks phenomenal. And and also this movie could only benefit from cleaning things up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's get to one of my favorite parts of everything. And we sort of talk about the legacy after this movie came out, you know, we're talking about, um, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily, it's sort of the lost one, even to this day, it's probably one of the least, I was going to say least talked about, but obviously the least talked about ones are the ones we talked about a few weeks ago with all the forties world war II stuff, um, because there's nothing there. They're all nothingness. But as far as mainline, like traditional Disney movies, yeah, subject, you know, um, like yeah, this one even to this day, um, not particularly, not particularly sort of picked up on. Like it doesn't make anyone's lists. Like when you see like my favorite Disney movies and stuff, like I I feel like this, this and like Great Mouse Detective are like kind of in that same like. Oh, was that a movie? Oh, right. Yeah, Great Mouse Detective is a weird one for people because they also just assume that it's not a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, this one feels like a Disney movie. Like, Great Mouse Detective, you could probably, like... Wasn't that from the people that made American Tale? Yeah. Like, no. no. Wasn't that the Fievel movie? Yeah. yeah no, no, it's a different, different thing. Um, but, like, you know, it, it had... Uh, uh, it, it's appeared, you know, elsewhere. Um, it doesn't... Merlin, you see a lot at Disneyland, like you know, theme park tracks and wise. He's in Kingdom Hearts, I assume. Uh, I was, <laughs> I would assume everyone's in Kingdom Hearts from this. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, not not Arthur, but I, I I could totally see Merlin being in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh. What else you got? You, you got so, but in terms of like theme park stuff, there's no like. I was gonna say there's no. Um, attraction but that's not true because the carousel is king arthur's carousel yeah so yeah. And, and and it has at the base of it is the sword and the stone yeah. which becomes a sort of why well, i think it's sort of disappeared in recent years the sword did uh, the sword did like they don't do the well the sword's still there but they don't do the show okay <laughs> but like it used, to be a show. it used to be a show like you could go there and there was a sword and an anvil let's say anvil for some reason and i have no idea <laughs> Where that well, came from? It, actually, until you mentioned the carousel, I did. I would have said there was no attraction. So hey, there you go. Yeah, and so yeah, the, it's King Arthur's carousel, and they have the Sword and the Stone, where you can like pull out a kid. You know, you call up a kid, and like you know, you have the adults out there, and they can't pull it out. And then the kid shows up, and there's a magnet in there, and they can just like deactivate it for the kids. So the kid can pull the sword out. It's like, yay, you're king of Fantasyland for the day, kind of thing. Um, so that's good, you know, parades and stuff like that. So, you know, it has it has a, a you know, a place at the theme parks. At the theme park. Um, you see it uh uh Madam Min Mim inexplicably got co-opted. Really? <laughs> um, in the comic books, she is part of the Duckverse essentially. Really? Uh, yeah, she's um, 
you see her with Magica and the Beagle Boys every once in a while. So well, up. I mean, I mean, if you if you consider that she's about equal in power to Merlin, who has reality shattering powers, yeah, it, you can kind of buy it. Yeah, she can jump from you know reality to reality, much like Doctor Strange can. You know, it just gets her. Yeah. She gets her th- space stone and can travel to another dimension. <laughs> I, I think Mammoth also showed up on the, uh, what's it, the Vicky House of Mouse Villains yes. thing? Yeah, I yes, think, that, I think she Vicky's was, House of Villains was one yeah. thing that she Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she shows up in that stuff. Um, she's in the, uh, what's the, what's the Sega Genesis? World Castle of Illusion. World, World of Illusion. Illusion. She's she's one of the boss fights in World of Illusion. Okay. Um, so yeah, you have that, and yeah, Merlin is all in Kingdom Hearts. So okay, I so, I, I don't know. I just had it just assumed he yeah. was. Yeah, and um, and no sequel. But um, rumors of a live action movie. Yep, there is. It, it's not even really rumors. It's like there is going to be a live action. Disney Plus, their streaming service, has is going to have live action versions of everything that's not going to be theatrically released is going to appear on that. And I feel like all of these things. Uh, that's I'm, I don't know. I don't think the movie will be good because I don't think like you you some of these stories you're going to lose a lot by losing the animation part of it. Yeah, and, and um, we're literally getting a, a a King Arthur kids movie coming out like right now. Yeah, there's it, as we speak in theaters. Is the, yeah. the kid who would be king? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a modern take on the legend, but yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, King Arthur, kid, kid in King Arthur's court, and all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. King Arthur stuff exists everywhere in film. Like every year, you'll find something that's like I said, Transformers had some King Arthur nonsense in it. You know, so you, you you have to wonder though, like how far they'll go, like with the story. Like, will they go yeah. deeper into the part where? You know, I don't think so. I, I the, the holy chalice and Lancelot. Because and, I, because I feel like you know, they would have to be a time jump. Like, yeah. yeah. Because if they cast a child, then they have to cast a more grown up man to do some of this other Arthurian stuff. And then by that point, by the time you get through the whole, you know, he pulled the sword out as a child, and now you know, time jump twenty years into the future or something. You know, ten yeah. years in the future or whatever. You know, and so. I'm just gonna shazam shazam into a a more powerful king. My only my only hope is that it's people see it. It's like eh, it's okay, but it's nowhere near as good as the cartoon. Like you haven't seen the cartoon? Watch the cartoon. It's on there too. Yeah, Disney Plus is gonna work. I'm hoping. uh, Sort of the stone via Disney Plus. (laughs) I I just need this darn thing to come out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But. uh, yeah, that is that. I think it's time to rank it, Nick. Okay. Are you ready to rank it? Let's do it. Are you prepared? Yep. I'm not. That's a shame because uh, I need to bring up the list. <laughs> okay, here we go. Luckily, I had the list pre-opened. I didn't know that. I Past me is looking out for future me. So. <laughs> Bermuda JJ uh, is uh, <laughs> yeah. put them out. Nick, is it better or worse than Dumbo? Uh, hey, no surprise. This is my number one movie right now. <laughs> I knew that going into it, but without really fully knowing it, I knew it was going to be one, two, three. I knew it was going to be in there. I, I assumed, yeah. 
I was thinking my, my heart was telling me two, but probably one. But yeah. I'm going to put it here. Sword. All right. Wow. Number one. Sword in the stone. It's not going to stay there long, but it's there. It's there. Uh, So for me, my number one, and still number one, is Fantasia. Um, I like Cinderella more than it. I like Snow White more than this movie, mm-hmm. but I do not like it more than Peter Pan. This is now my number four. That's, a, that's higher than I would have thought for you. I absolutely loved this movie. Yeah, I was when I put it on. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in a long time, and I was hooked. Like that opening song was like, wow, this is like cool. Like the the way they present it with the opening song, and like I said, I hate the look of this movie for the most part. Yeah, it's, like it, the thing is, it, if it was a better looking movie, can you imagine? Yeah, if, if this movie came out ten years earlier, yeah, um, this movie would probably be just stunning. Um, or even if it came out before, like at around the time of Cinderella, where that's what they were working with, where they were doing like these crazy backgrounds and stuff, but like. I think what hurts, I think like the animation is fine, but I think it's the backgrounds and like all the other stuff because it's all Xerox stuff and things yeah. like that. And, and so, so it, it all comes across as cheap and budgety, which it is. And yeah, uh, yeah, it, it absolutely. Like if, if it looked slightly better, I probably would have put it. A, it's hard for me to say because like, I don't want to put it above Snow White because Snow White, I love Snow White so much. And it's, you know, the first one. And it's stunning. And it's gorgeous. And it's got great music. So, like, you know, right now it's a, you know, it's four. But, like, if it was slightly better, it'd be like, you know, a couple of... It could could be a a two or three, maybe. Like, on a good day, you might make it to three. But, like, at this point, like, there's no way it's going to make it to a three or to a three. Yeah. four is where it's going to be at. It's not going to stay at four. Yeah, like full disclosure, this this movie is going to get bumped down. Uh, I would say sooner than later. Yeah, virtually, virtually instantly, it's going to drop the spot. Virtually instantly, yeah, it's going to get bumped down. Uh, but um, spoilers, folks. Spoilers. <laughs> but not spoilers for next week because next week we're not going to do a cartoon. Yeah, uh, we're going to take a little break from the cartoons to do another annex one like we did for um, uh, 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 Mickey Mouse Christmas one. Uh, but uh, so this is Walt's last um, animated film that he worked on that came out during his lifetime. Um, the next movie, the next cartoon will be Jungle Book. And that will be the last one that he had his hand in. Um, but I think it would sort of behoove us to talk about probably one of his last big, uh, film releases during his lifetime. And that would be Mary Poppins. A personal favorite of yours and mine. Yes. Like, yeah, you don't have to do any spoilers or anything. We're not ranking it or anything, but yes, we both absolutely love Mary Poppins. And, um, 
you know, it's got animation stuff in it. It's got the Sherman yeah. Brothers. And it, it's kind of, you know, it's so, this is sort of a, a non-canonical episode. Of so stay Andy. tuned for our bed knobs and broomsticks episode. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's probably going to happen at some point. I'm sure it is. I'm not, I only say that half jokingly. I know, know but, that we'll do it eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, so Mary Poppins, you know, there's a sequel out now. Uh, there's a whole biopic thing about the making of this movie that Disney put out with Tom Hanks as Walt. Um, it's uh, yeah, this is a big movie and it's a good stopgap. I said, I was explaining to Nick, I think, I think it's good to sort of, it's the movie that we're, we're going to use it to separate the uh, timeline essentially, yeah. because now we're going everything, everything after this one is post Walt. And so, uh, and it's good to have a movie like this as a stopgap that we both love. So yeah. you'll hear our enthusiasm come through next yes. week. So, yeah, so that's it. But, um, but tell, but you know, that that's so, and then after that, we'll pick back up into our typical uh, normal operating procedure. Um, I think we should talk about one thing um, that I almost completely forgot about. The bonus that came bonus. with this movie. Yeah. When this originally aired in aired, uh, ran in theaters. Yeah. Uh, the short that came with it was the Disney classic The Lonesome Ghost. Yeah. Um, which which is, is, is the first time we get the three of them together? Or is that Mickey's trailer? I, and I think I think Mickey's trailer came out after this. Okay. Because so this, this, is- came out, this came out almost hand in hand with Snow White. Okay. So this this original release was in the 30s, and I think Mickey's trailer was later than that. I'm sure okay. Mickey's trailer was later than that. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I could yeah. look it up. I'm on the internet. I could look it up, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> but yeah, we're not gonna spend a lot of time. We're not gonna rank it or anything. We just wanted to talk about The Lonesome Ghosts, because The Lonesome Ghosts is absolutely a phenomenal Mickey Mouse short cartoon. Mickey, Donald, Goofy. Yes, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, the three of the Fab Five together in one short, which is not particularly common. Yeah. Um, and it is basically Ghostbusters. <laughs> to the point where I think, doesn't Goofy say, I'm not afraid of no ghosts at some point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're, what, they're running Ajax Pest Control, is it? <laughs> Ajax Ghost Exterminators. Ghost Exterminators. Yeah. Uh, Donald's ready to believe you. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite is uh, Goofy in it. Um, <laughs> there's a good exchange between Goofy and Donald at the like uh, end of this that I absolutely yeah. love, where he's like, I'm brave, but I'm careful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, I'm just going to talk about Goofy stabbing himself in his own butt with a fork. Yeah. <laughs> I'm brave. I'm careful. Uh, Donald is like, uh, uh, so you can't take it. And that's where Goofy says, I ain't scared of no ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's, I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> I like the part where uh, <laughs> they, because they're bumbling fools, they just yeah. end up covered in molasses and flour. Yeah. It, which scares the actual ghost. Yeah. Who, by the yeah. way, 
they're only they're only there to I guess exterminate these ghosts because the ghosts called them because they were bored. They were bored, and they just they're the lonesome ghosts. They're lonely. <laughs> I just like the ghosts. Come quick. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like I see the ghosts in this, and you'll, you'll think like this is very clearly. Clearly, they saw this and got inspiration, Haunted Mansion inspiration from this. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're very clearly, like, vaguely um, hitchhiking ghost style. Kind yeah, of, yeah. You know, their dress and everything, very poppery and stuff. Um, I, also, I also like the visual of Mickey Mouse with a shotgun. <laughs> it's super weird. It's super weird. Like, that's, gonna, that's what's going to wipe out a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Goofy's got like you know got an axe or whatever. Like, yeah. Who are the ghost exterminators? Yes. No better than this. They <laughs> are not corporeal. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically just a bunch of ghosts playing tricks on Mickey, Goofy, and Donald because they're bored and they know that these guys are hunting ghosts. So. Um, and cor- and correctly assume that they're all stupid. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, this is also peak. Uh, of all of these characters. These characters are all still at their peak. Like Goofy is about to break through to be big. Donald's huge. Mickey is still Mickey-esque in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So, you know, it's it's this is like very this is like peak Disney era for these shorts and stuff. And it's I, you know, there's not much to talk about other than the fact that this is so good. It's yeah, so I, I, you know I saw it when I, know, was, I, when I was doing the research and I saw that this was what was attached to it. And I was like, man, we got to talk about Lonesome and Ghosts. Just there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of places to talk about uh, these shorts. Like, no. Occasionally they'll tie in with something every now and to the end. But for the most part, like you don't really get a whole lot of stuff. I will say that there's a short coming up with one of the movies that we're absolutely going to talk about, which I don't know if you've seen it in a while, but it's great. And we're absolutely okay. going to talk about it when we get there. We'll talk about it off air. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, part of the reason I love this short, and I like it more now than I used to, is because you know I talk about it almost every week, how I love the new Mickey Mouse shorts. Yeah. And they have the Mickey, Donald, Goofy dynamic, and I just like the three of them together. Yeah. I love the three yeah. of them together. They're, they're always so fun. Because you, you've said multiple times that Mickey's trailer is like your favorite Mickey Mouse cartoon. Yeah. And like, yeah. Um, and look, it's, I don't think it's come up on this particular show, but anyone that knows me, it is no surprise that Ghostbusters is like my jam. Like, I love Ghostbusters. It is probably my Same. favorite. It is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> JJ and I, I mean, JJ is a bigger Ghostbuster fan than I am, but it, he's only because I have a couple movies ahead of it, but we both share a love of Ghostbusters. Yes, like I have I have a costume that I can put on and fully decked out proton pack and everything just ready yeah. to go if I ever need to. Like, I love Ghostbusters and this is Ghostbusters. This is like, good. This is, I ain't afraid of no ghost is literally appears in this. I mean, yeah. that's not the exact same phrasing, but like you very clearly like Ray Parker Jr. Straight up just saw this yeah. thing and said, I'm using that. 
Yeah, Ray Parker Jr. ripped off two things apparently. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal from this. I'm gonna steal from Mickey Mouse, and I'm gonna steal from Huey Lewis. And Huey nobody, Lewis, and, and I am nobody can stop me except yeah, you immediately stopped. <laughs> nobody can stop me except the trajectory of my own career. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've talked about this before. Like, just like I'll have Ghostbusters on as background. I don't want to be watching it. I'll just have it on as background. And, and, and when we get to our with and with loads of ghosts, we always to go to things like we talk about, um, you know, its legacy afterwards. This appears in like everything, like these yeah. ghosts or whatever. Like it was in um, uh, Mickey's Magical Quest Two. Uh, okay, they they appear in there as like you know NPC helpful characters. Um, Mickey they're Mania. In a, they're in Mickey, Mickey Mania. Mania. They're in. Um, uh, they're in Epic Mickey, right? They're in Epic Mickey. Yes, they yeah. are. They're they're in the wasteland, and they have names. Yeah. In, in Mickey. Yeah, Mania. you're right. They do. I don't. I don't, I don't know what they are. I, I, I know one of them was Ian. I remember it being Ian because I have a friend <laughs> named Ian. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're that and. Uh, yeah, and they're like in House of Mouse and all this. Like they show up, right. they're everywhere. They, they keep the they they like they're good. Um, they're good to put into a video game because yeah. they're very easy to just plop in. Like they're ghosts and they all look the same. So, one so, of our, one of our, uh, where I live, we have a, a lo- we have a local independent station. And back in the early '90s, when they would run a Disney movie, they would always inevitably just show lonesome ghosts right after it mm-hmm. for no reason. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, and it was one of those, like, um, do you remember Fisher Price had those crank powered um, movie player things? That's like little kids, little kids. You put in like a little cartridge, you know, turn oh, a crank. Yeah. And yeah. Lonesome ghosts was one of them. I mean, they were all, they made them all silent and everything, but like lonesome ghosts was one of them. Oh. <laughs> I remember that as a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah i mean it's just it's everywhere it's it's this weirdly and you look at like wikipedia for this and it shows like how many times it's been re-released 1937 it had its theatrical release 1954 it was on episode one of disneyland uh 1963 it was released with sword in the stone 1968, it was on Mickey's Wonderful World of Color. 72, Mouse Factory, Episode 5. No, 77, Wonderful World of Disney. Like, it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. It's getting re-released and all the DVDs that it's on. Releases, like, I have one of the Disney Treasures sets uh, in Living Color, Volume 1 has it on there. Um, it's, it's, a, also, it's an iconic Disney short. It's yeah, iconic. And it's also apparently a bonus feature on the DVD of Ichabod Moose the Toad, which... A movie did not. Know. Yeah. So yay! This movie is phenomenal. <laughs> it, it, it's it's great. It's yes. great. If um, you're a Ghostbuster fan, like watch it. Yeah. Even if you're not though, but still, if you're a go- especially if you're a Ghostbuster fan, watch it, and you'll go like, oh. Ah, yeah, you can ah. see it. It be. It, it, it's not too far of a stretch to think that Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> had some inspiration from a Mickey Mouse cartoon from the 30s. You know? <laughs> and, and nothing else, it inspired the Funimation Ghostbusters. 
Filmation. Thank you very much. Filmation. Sorry, not Funimation. Funimation. Yes. The, the, the anime yeah. ghost. The anime ghostbusters. It's just goofy powering up for three episodes. Yeah. Just, oh! yeah just to re- just to release a spirit bomb right out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not a spirit bomb out of his butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I very recently saw the Broly movie, so I'm going to be making much more. Dragon Ball Z references going forward. <laughs> but that's a whole different podcast in a whole yeah. different era of time. Yeah, Disney Compendium, Season 6, no more Disney. Just <laughs> but but until then, and until next yes. week, again, we're doing uh, Mary Poppins, not a cartoon. Although it does have cartoons in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I, I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, as, a, as am I. And obviously, after that, we get back to cartoons with uh, the Jungle Book, which uh, I'm also excited for. Very excited for the Jungle Book. But until then, thank you all again for joining us. I appreciate it. Just like, subscribe, favorite. Find me on Twitter, the underscore double underscore J. Retweet every time I mention this. Tell people about it. It's great. Uh, I have a lot of fun doing it, and I know Nick enjoys. My company. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I love doing a show. And yeah. yeah, like, yeah, share it. Like when you're driving, when you're driving your car, just lean your head out the window, yell at Pat, strangers on the street. Disney Compendium! Yeah. I mean, you just Google DisneyCompendium.com. We'll take anyone there. You can just, just, I don't know, deface public property. I don't care. Just deface <laughs> public property. You know. Yeah. What are they going to do? Know. Arrest? What are they going to do? Arrest you? I'm not getting arrested. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> If you if you're gonna if you're gonna write a crazy person manifesto, hey, slip us in a slip us in a mention. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, unless um, unless uh, you know. Uh, well, but, yeah. Okay. With 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 with, with some exceptions. There's some caveats to people that I would want to be writing manifestos. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. But, but you know what? Uh, we've totally we've derailed this buggy. Uh, so yeah, I think um, it's time to go. And, and as I'm leaving, I want to say, have a magical day. Bye.